podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reconstitutes ourselves after exploding for every movie show and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore rewind and rate us on any podcast app that allows ratings. So you know you can give us a five star. It's really like the Ram or the Mario Kart star where it makes invincible. That's really the best thing you can do for a podcast is just give us that five star, reward us, let us be invincible and happy for a few days until you know the next terrible thing happens. Anyway, with that. This uh, episode is covering Agents of the Shield season 4 episode 13. Boom. Original air date February 7th, 2017. And here's a quick rundown of what actually happens in the episode as a reminder cuz I mean, come on, when was the last time you watched this one? It's uh, you need the reminder. In Spain, Coulson and Mac find Agnes Kitsworth, the woman Radcliffe modeled Ada after, or Ada's look after. Uh, Agnes explains that she left uh, Radcliffe when he couldn't fix her brain tumor, and chooses not to help S.H.I.E.L.D. Coulson disagrees with her, and later convinces her to help set a trap for Radcliffe. But in the end, Radcliffe convinces Agnes to go into the framework, and they get away from Coulson and Mac. Separately, Radcliffe explains to the Superior, and Shockley, that he has grown pure Terrigen Crystals, which will help them create Inhumans in order to lure out S.H.I.E.L.D. Shockley goes to Senator Nadir's office to turn her into an Inhuman, but turns out he's the Inhuman himself, and she's not, and so he blows up killing Nadir. S.H.I.E.L.D. finds Shockley and takes him into custody. He demands to speak to Director Mace in order to explode and kill him. The team realize his plan just in time and get Shockley into a containment unit just before he explodes. The Shieldies later find Shockley and attempt to apprehend him again, but find out he set a trap for them. The Superior is able to abduct Director Mace while Fitzsimmons use a vacuum to take Shockley. <laughs> yep, pretty accurate. I mean, I don't know how else to describe that device at the end. A vacuum is, I, I think, the the only the only phrase for that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Your work is too slow. I'm sorry. We all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. You didn't see that coming. So. I'll start with the title. Mm-hmm. Boom is the sound that Senator Nadir's office makes when it's <laughs> di- exploded. <laughs> um, also, uh, I think it's a subtle reference to War Machine because he just likes doing boom, you're looking for this. Um, also, it seems to be a catchphrase of his because I was watching Captain America Civil War last night and he also says boom in that. <laughs> I think it's just like what he does. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm curious if he if he says that in the comics a lot, if they like just took it from there, or if maybe that's just something that was written in. Well, you know what? I did make an investment in this podcast. I subscribed to uh, Marvel Unlimited last week because there was a uh, a sale going on. 
So now I can read some uh, comics. Right now I'm finishing up the uh, Thor Jason Aaron run, which I've been reading like through trades for months. But I'll read some uh, War Machine comics and find out if he says boom. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. So we'll know in like three months or so. Mainly just because of like how far ahead we we record these and and all that stuff. You probably want to finish whatever you're in the middle of. So, okay. That's good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then I gotta find out what's a good run of War Machine comics because you know, I don't think he's with someone who has an iconic run of comics. No, so. yeah, I mean most of the time he's like, uh, I wouldn't say side hero, but like you know maybe he's he's part of a team. That, that's usually what I've seen him in, like when he teams up with with someone mm-hmm. on on something else. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, Agnes, the quote unquote real Ada. I like. I realize that she's not really real because Ada is her own person. But when I say real, she's also an actress. It's really confusing. Anyway, <laughs> um, the actress is really Australian, so she got to use her real accent in this, and that is real. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be nice sometimes, right? Like you, you go from you know one country to w- wherever else, and then like you, you're just kind of always hiding your your accent. So it's, it must be nice to just use the. Uh, you know, your default instead of well, mm-hmm. basically working the entire time. Yeah. And then um, the uh, 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 Senator Nadir's office is in the Stamford wing of the Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And that Stamford, an explosion in Stamford is what started off Civil War in the comics. Oh. So that's probably a reference to that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. If I remember correctly, um, what kicked off Civil War in the comics, the first one was it was a mutant, right? That that blew up. Yeah, it was these like this team of like reality show superhero mutants, and the, uh, this guy Speedball, and he was thought it's been some super villain, and the mutant exploded next to his school, killing like three hundred kids. Ooh, gotcha. So yeah. okay, um, but considering right now the Inhumans are the closest that the MCU has to mutants. Um, this is basically the what they had to use for, for something like that. So, okay. Yeah. It did make me think that, okay, my argument against mutants mostly has been, like, evolution wouldn't cause, like, the control of the weather to happen or something like that. <laughs> That's just not how evolution would work. But that uh, since humans are, like, Cree experiments for, like, warriors... That makes slightly more sense that he would have exploding powers. Yeah, I mean, well, I I feel like in the comics they've actually kind of explained that. I thought that there was something like something similar in that, you know, aliens messed with human DNA in some sense. And Uh so not like Cree experiment, but like basically same concept. Right. And so it's still semi random of who actually gets mutant powers. Um, I guess I gotta throw some X Men comics on my reading list. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Let me know. I'm go. I'm basing this off of what someone told me once. Um, although considering like how long ago that was, maybe he was talking about Inhumans, and I just didn't know the difference. Because honestly, it's like those types of storylines not usually my thing. So yeah, yeah. I know there's some heroes who are both Inhumans and mutants. But that might just be the retcon, retcon Quicksilver and um, Scarlet Witch <laughs> for the movies. Interesting. Okay. Hm. Yeah. 
And then my final fast fact is the actor who played the motel clerk. Um, I I wanted to look him up because I was like, I recognize that guy from somewhere. And I recognize him from Even Stevens. He was the dad in that show from Disney Channel back in the day. <laughs> but also because I looked him up, he also has a role in another MCU movie as a different character. Hmm. He was the um, Roxxon executive who got killed by the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Remember? Yeah. Okay, so... So definitely a different character. All right. Yeah. Maybe it's his like down on the his luck twin brother. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hmm. Or maybe that's the actual one who was supposed to die. And in Iron Man three, he like switched himself with his brother. And at this point, he can't really like go back to his money. But you know, he's still alive. So still. Or, or he he did it that way because. Um, when there's a dead guy on the ground, that might have been a giveaway to Trevor that he's not just acting. So maybe they faked his death and they took all his money and said, we'll really kill you unless you work in this little motel in the middle of nowhere. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So he's definitely the same guy. Okay. Yep. All All right. What was he, like, Roxxon CEO or something, or just someone really high up? Yeah, Roxxon executive. And oh, okay. then they showed, they showed the screenshot of, you know, him on his knees in front of Mandarin. So, like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he basically only got, like, three frames anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a bald white guy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm really curious if he got more money for this scene. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus that one scene in Iron Man 3. Probably more for the movie, but I have no idea how these things work. Yeah, because he has lines in this, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he right. like, uh, was it Shockley, like, asks him to use the phone, he says okay. Um, Shockley tells him yeah. to run, and then he, like, asks why, and then he realizes, so then he runs away. Hmm. Mm, yeah, and I don't think he has lines in Iron Man 3, so he could have just been, like, a featured extra compared to this guy, who's a a guest star (laughs) (laughs) okay so um as a character has gone downhill but as an actor he's really moved up in the world good for him yeah well he went from being shia labeouf's dad in even stevens so i think he's still gone down like a a, a series regular at least (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah that's right i forgot about the even stevens things Eh, all right i don't know I, i never really got into the show uh, me and my sister thought it was hilarious. And it took place in uh, Sacramento. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Don't recommend it now. It probably doesn't hold up. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did see an episode a few months ago because my wife has just been like having a bunch of Disney Plus stuff on in the background. Like That's her default. And uh, mm-hmm. she was just going through a bunch of old shows she used to watch. And that was one. And, and I agree with you. I would not recommend it now either. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Although they did have a <laughs> musical episode. I recommend that one. They talk about all the um, the tourist attractions of Sacramento, like the Capitol, and Old Sacramento, Sutter's Fort, and our uh, what's it like Museum of Shrunken Heads or something like that. I always remember <laughs> that one. <laughs> one of those listeners is not real. <laughs> That's right. It's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right look up where the state capital of california is it's not where you think 
Yeah, because no one thinks it's Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's that's true for every state capital. It's either A, in the very famous city, or B, mm-hmm. not a place you would ever hear. And, you know, California has, what, like three or four, seven famous cities. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on <laughs> to our heroes. That's, that's probably a good idea. That was a longer uh, tangent than we usually do. <laughs> yeah. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not, like, a groupie stalker type. But... Oh, Alright, um, let's see, do you want to start with, uh, with Coulson? We'll do Coulson and Max storyline side of things, and then move on to the rest of the characters? Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Um, you know, so one of the very first things that we see Coulson doing, um, in the episode is, uh, He's kind of got this monologue going on that he's doing. He, I mean, he's talking to Ma- to, to Mac, but uh, like his whole monologue is about not letting anger get to him and slipping up and mm-hmm. making mistakes. And so it's exactly what you were talking about previously. Like he's he's realizing it and he's, I guess, learning from it or just choosing to not let his anger get the, the better of him and then turn to the dark yeah. side. Yeah, I, I was shocked and uh, proud of the writers for actually mentioning his out of character in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wonder if this is more how he used to be. I mean, because, you know, we we heard back in season one that as a character, Coulson used to be a lot more, um, I don't know, cold about things. I kind of wonder if if maybe there was a point in time where he let emotions get the better of him, like, very often. If he was I mean, head. we see through Captain Marvel the beginning of his career. And then we see the end of his first life all the way up through the Avengers. And I can't imagine him going from this mild-mannered, like, newbie guy, a little overwhelmed by alien stuff, mm-hmm. to this mild-mannered guy who is totally cool with alien stuff. I don't see a lot of reckless murdering <laughs> happening in that middle part. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I don't point. see I where didn't... that trajectory happens. <laughs> I didn't think about the specifics like reckless murder. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know I'm talking about a show thing we talked about a while ago, but I said I watched uh, Civil War last night. Um, Civil War opens with Black Widow and um, Scarlet Witch like being undercover, but and then talking to Falcon and Cap through their mouthpieces and just talking while they're by themselves in the cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start, and then Coulson's doing the same thing here. I think people talking to themselves aren't crazy. They're all spies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, there was that point in time where it was like very regular to see people with like a Bluetooth headset. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it was, but it was I think easy 2016 to... and 2017. 2016 and 2017 is past that time oh yeah it's it's way past that time nowadays people just put the speaker on their cell phone like lunatics and uh, that's a whole other thing but yeah and i hate all of them Mm -hmm. i agree uh (laughs) but 
I don't know. I wonder if maybe they're just that's a thing they got used to. Uh, and now you're right. I've, I've got nothing to, to to defend the the Bluetooth headset people. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are terrible people too. <clears throat> I feel uncomfortable just talking on my phone in public. <laughs> yeah, same here. I feel like I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm also one of those people who like I I think I talk louder when I'm on the phone. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's one of those in, like involuntary things you don't notice until like later. Um, and so I just like feel like I have to talk even quieter when I'm talking in public on a phone, and then the other pe- person can't hear me, and it's it's a whole thing. Ugh. Yeah. Then you'd be fine with an earpiece that no one can see and just talking to yourself because you're whispering anyway. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I have, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, like, looking back, uh, Coulson, like, why he was reckless, um, the murder of Ward, or him killing Ward with his robo-hand, and after the death of Rosalind and Daisy leaving, all those, he just went, screw it. <laughs> okay, so so you mean, like, like, after all that, he just was like, well, I guess I don't have to care anymore, I'm not the director. Well, he he played by the rules. Mm-hmm. He got his, his girlfriend got murdered. Then he killed a guy with his bare hands, something he's never had to do before. Or, I mean, his robo hand, but essentially the same thing. And then his surrogate daughter left after playing by the rules. So, yeah, it's just... um, What's the point of doing the right thing if everything goes wrong anyway? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. In his mind. So so that's why he's this at the start of this season he's been very reckless. Okay. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I gotta think. If we were tracking this, I wonder if we would have seen the same type of thing happening at the end of season three. Like after Rosalind died. Oh, about him being um, reckless and all of that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Because we were really surprised. like, Or I was really surprised when he just shot that guy in <laughs> the um, EMP episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he also had a very different team back then, season three, right? Um, mm-hmm. He still had uh, Bobby and Hunter oh, for a true. lot of the season. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he was the director, so, you know, the team had to work with him. Versus now, he's the one person going off and doing his own thing. That is true. Yeah. I wonder if the missions were more... Whatever. Well, we already covered that. (laughs) We don't need to cover it again. All right. (laughs) Uh, um, Honestly, that was kind of the only thing I had for Coulson. I mean, he, he basically professes his love for for May and uses that to convince um agnes to to help him which kind of works a little Mm -hmm. not really but uh that's about it yeah yeah i do like that he how he emotionally manipulates her i and it also shows how easily uh, she's emotionally manipulated because you know we'll talk probably talk about that when we talk about agnes but she just like flip-flops she cannot make a straight decision (laughs) well i mean i don't I don't blame her too bad, right? I mean, she she's basically yeah. like, hey, 
can you help me screw over this guy you hate? And she's like, no, pretty please. Okay, I'll help you. And then when it comes to it, he's like, you know, I can help you live forever and not die. Like you're worried about every minute of your life. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. that, that seems like a better deal. I'll take that one instead. I'm not blaming her too much. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's fair. All right. Um... But, you know, I don't. I don't have anything else for Coulson or Mac. Okay, I was about to ask you about Mac. Yeah, I don't. I don't have too much either. He was uh, pretty low screen time in the episode. So, all right. So, I guess we can just go ahead and move on to different part of the storyline or the heroes on the other side of of things. Um, so, um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if you have a preference of where to start. How about uh, nope. Mace? Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure, you um, don't seem to really care. <laughs> no, no, I yes, let's let's talk about director Jeffrey Mace. Um, we see them doing tests on him, and we find out that suddenly, after it's all revealed, he might die from that serum, and the next time he takes it might be his last. <gasps> like. I mean, it's really inconvenient for him, but really convenient for the drama. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah. And then, um, and, like, he's compared to Captain America for obvious reasons. Like, he his character was Captain America in uh, before he was taken out of the ice. Uh-huh. But this is the exact same problem that Tony Stark is having in Iron Man 2. When his, um, uh, Oh, I must call the flux capacitor, but that's from Back to the Future. <laughs> his arc reactor is um, killing him in Iron Man 2, and the more he uses his suit, the worse it gets. Yeah, and I didn't think about it happened to him. <laughs> from that perspective. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, and I guess we also don't know how many times he has left to use the the serum. Although I have an estimate in my mind, um, only based off of what I know for the rest of the series. But um, speaking with this. um, Yeah, because, okay, so Simmons didn't say, if you use it one more time, you'll die, right? Like, she didn't say that. She just said, yeah, this is this is really bad for you kind of thing. Yeah. And she's saying, like, next time could be your last time, but not guaranteed. Okay, got it. All right. Well, and then as we see, like, the end of this episode is him using it again, and he doesn't die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot what I was about to say. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, so in that same scene, when he and Simmons are talking, and I think Fitz was there at the time, too, um, you know, Mace is, is talking about you know, really wanting to have his powers. That way he can be useful to, you know, the the team, the Shieldies. Uh, and he has a quote there that he says, we're already a man down. So it, it kind of feels like he, him, the director, has really, like, done a 180 on kind of the things he does as director um, in the sense that at the beginning, you know, he was very politician-like. He was keeping away from the specific field missions and that kind of stuff. And, I mean, he would you know, read all that stuff. He knew what was going on, but, um, mm. you know, he didn't have this, uh, daily schedule of, Oh, now I have to talk to this shield agent and this one, and you know, that kind of stuff. But now he 
really seems to be like in his mind, he's a part of the the team of you know what we keep calling the Shieldies, the main crew of the TV show, um, which I thought was um, kind of interesting that like that's that's where he's kind of evolved into like well. I guess I work for Coulson now, like once Coulson actually took over S.H.I.E.L.D. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, I think the reason that happened is twofold. Uh, one is he talked about previous, like the episode where his secret got revealed, he talked about wanting to be the hero and stuff like that. And I think I, he got a real taste of that when, <laughs> uh, when he was fighting with the team the last episode with Ghost Rider. Mm, okay yeah and then now that he's not really the boss he even says it in this episode if he's not fighting with the team he's just the team mascot (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) yeah and i always you know even from the beginning i'm sorry that fitz couldn't get his monkey but the fact that they have a mascot is almost as good mace is almost as good as a monkey Completely forgot about the monkey thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's a little sad they kind of dropped that on uh, him always requesting a monkey. Yeah. I'll tell you this. It comes back. Okay. I don't know if you remember. I yep, don't but remember. Does. But I... Well, now that you say this, I have a theory. But anyway. Okay. It could be monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh all right, uh, that's um, pretty much all I have for Mace. I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about towards the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, well, I have a few more notes for him. Okay, yeah. Um, first of all, for all we know, it might be true, because I apparently don't remember most of, a lot of parts of the season, but they're like, I don't know if it's foreshadowing or, or red herring, but Coulson says that Mace is doing what he did for the or what Coulson did for the Avengers. Saying that, like, bringing the team together and stuff like that. But it's like, is that mean Mace is about to die? <laughs> uh, I think that's what they were trying to lead to when he gets captured at the end of this episode. Hmm. At least trying to make us think. And he might die, because apparently I don't remember a lot of these things, because there's stuff we're going to talk about later in this episode that's so like, I don't know why I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, this whole middle section of the season, I, I remember very little. Yeah. And then um, the end, when he goes to pretty much face down the Russians in their Humvees. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, I know he gets dragged, but he stops a Humvee, like Luke Cage style. Just He just <laughs> yeah. straight up stops it. <laughs> and yeah. it... Yeah, it makes me think he's actually stronger than Captain America, because as much as Captain America is super strong, he, I feel like a car or a Humvee of that side, he would just run over Captain America. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we saw Cap hold on to a helicopter. Didn't we look at the math once and decide that yeah. that was a ton of force? I, I Or am I making that up? I, I don't actually remember. In, in, no, we did do that, and we did the math, and listeners, you can go back and listen to the episode if you want to. <laughs> um, but my thinking is, holding something together like that, like holding a plane to the ground, or a, a um, 
helicopter to the ground is different than withstanding the impact of a two ton SUV. I don't know how much SUVs weigh. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's a different type of strength. And I've true. seen and I've seen Captain America, I think wasn't it in Winter Soldier, he gets shot by a rocket grenade and just like bounces off like he, he's behind the shield and he gets thrown from the freeway. Yeah, that's true. But also at the same time, it hit the shield and the way vibranium has been described in the MCU is that it absorbs all yeah, of the we, emotions. We, we talked about that. He shouldn't have moved an inch because of that vibranium. Yeah, that's true. Then again, it he's able to like throw it around and let it bounce off of things. And so... I've told you the the fan theory that I like to agree with about that basically being a capacitor. So like it'll absorb energy and then use the energy. So I like to think maybe that's what's going on. So maybe we know from Black Panther mm-hmm. that that's possible. Yeah, that's true. With the whole that cool glowing purple stuff, of whatever yeah. it's called, I forgot. Um, but uh, yeah, so maybe that's what's going on. And um, when he was hit with the grenade, it just hit it at the exact right spot. So that's possible. It's possible. I I believe a Spider-Man's theory that it just does not listen to the laws of theory of uh, physics at all. <laughs> that yeah, <laughs> that works. Um, other thing also about what Mace did when he was you know hit with the car and stopped it. Um, he probably had some really good shoes. Now I'm sure Cap also has some pretty good shoes, but I don't know if they like you know maybe Fitz didn't make his shoes right. Fitz <laughs> definitely made. Uh, Mace's shoes for that cool super suit. Cool is definitely in quotation marks. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. Then that makes me wonder what shoes is Luke Cage wearing? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, yeah. I don't know, Nikes. but he only wore them once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Hmm. I'm not sure. I still think Mace with the um, serum is stronger than Captain America. Hmm. At least maybe more resilient than Captain America. Okay. Because we've seen, yeah, well, Cap was shot. I was like, we've seen him being knocked out unconscious by Bucky, but he was also losing blood. So that's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, we'll just have to have him fight to the death. Unless they are foreshadowing uh, Mace's death, and then we'll never be able to see it. Also, Cap is like 90. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Also, which Cap is he fighting? Is he fighting Cap at his prime, you know, right now? The guy who's running from the law? Or old man Cap, who went back in time and doesn't really uh, seem to have power? I guess he does have power still, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, that's a whole different question, and I've got questions about that. (laughs) Uh, We're already half an hour in, and we don't need to get into Cap's time travel stuff. (laughs) That's true. That'll that'll just make me sad. All right. Uh, Anything else with Mace? Uh, No, that's it for me. Okay. Um, Actually, I did kind of want to bring up, um, at the end when he's fighting, because he he ends up not fighting um, the Superior, but, you know, his lackeys, all of his red shirts. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that if Mace was a better fighter in hand-to-hand combat, he probably would have been able to take everyone. Um, but as what we were told at the beginning of the episode, 
he's not good at fighting just in general. Um, no. He had, it was what, it took 10 seconds for, I forgot that agent's name for, to uh, pin him. Piper. Piper, that's right. I knew who it was, I just couldn't remember her name. Yeah, not, like it's, a, yeah, she's important enough to have a name, but you can't put a face of that name, so. Uh, she's not that important. It's not like she, Daisy beat her up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would have been like five seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see. Who do you want to move on to next? Uh, I've got a few notes for Daisy, if you want to go there, or if you yeah. think it'd be a... Yeah, That's okay. who I have next on my list. Perfect. Uh, all my notes are pretty much at the end of the episode, so if you have anything, like, storyline-wise, you want to start at the beginning with. Yeah. Well, when we first see her in this episode, she is commanding the Inhuman re- Relocation Plan. Oh, that's like, right. She, which is, I like that she's taking more responsibility because usually we see daisy following orders or ignoring orders but very rarely giving <laughs> orders that's true yeah yeah and though or she may be the people, most sorry or telling other people to ignore orders but it's a similar thing yeah yeah and she may be the most junior person in the whole place and also been on the run for the last six months but damn it she has a name so she needs to be able to give orders. <laughs> yeah, and she's only been back for like a week, maybe? <laughs> yeah, um, a, a week, if we're being generous, because it was four days, uh, yeah, previously. And all the stuff with Ghost Rider, I think, happened like over two days. <laughs> yeah, something something like that. Yeah, because when, when May was taken... Um, in that episode, or we, when we like mm-hmm. find out, it was I think what you said four or five days since then, and then yeah, things have to yeah it has to have been like like a week since she's been back at least yeah or at most. I mean, and the thing is, the thing is, Coulson's now in charge, and he's definitely going to give Daisy command of something. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she's also very passionate about saving the Inhumans, so yeah, that's probably not a bad thing to throw her at, right? Yeah. Did she ever sign the accords? Oh my god. I guess not. She's not clear to be doing any of this stuff. Huh. Or maybe yeah. she's not clear to be in the field. But <laughs> Which is definitely not a thing she's gonna listen to. Uh <laughs> yeah. But something that yeah. doesn't happen before the end of this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I guess that's a good point because I guess she was never cleared because with the way that court case or not even court, the hearing, whatever, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that he- hearing went, I mean, it, it ended with Senator Nadir like saying, yep, shield is still doing sneaky stuff. They're in my office and they caught them. And then they all just left. Yeah. And then she gets exploded. And how is shield not also on that list of suspects? Well, on whose list of suspects, right? Because on someone's list, S.H.I.E.L.D. probably is. But we only see S.H.I.E.L.D. talking about who oh, their list fair. of suspects are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, also, I would think, like, the news. We see a news clip. I was, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the news would also think, hey, we probably had cameras in that hearing. Yeah, that's a good point. That seemed um, somewhat public of a hearing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it's I wouldn't say common knowledge, 
but uh, it would be uh, it's it's something people could know would know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, um, and I have a little bit about uh, Daisy interrogating uh, Shockley. Um, first of all, his name is Shockley, not Explodely, so I thought he had electric powers. But <laughs> uh, um, so she doesn't get her answers to the questions he's asking. So she quakes his head, and it hits the other guy's head. And it just made me think of uh, the Joker's lesson to Batman in the Dark Knight: is you you don't want to go for the head first; it makes the victim all boozy, and then you can't answer any of the questions. <laughs> So Daisy needs to bone up on her superhero movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, or maybe she's just starting on the Marvel stuff, and then she'll move over to DC later. Maybe that's what's going on. It's on her list. She should really jump towards the end of Phase Three, just so she gets an idea <laughs> of what's going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe um, help out with uh, something else. With the you know someone who shows up with a gauntlet at some point maybe she she yeah. might she might get some help there yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe get like all the shield in there we'll see mm-hmm. yeah give Nick Fury a heads up I'm sure he has a plan maybe yeah he would have called Cap yeah. uh, Captain Marvel a lot sooner yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> Nick 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 you have to watch this Blu-ray you have to watch <laughs> this movie what's it called Infinity War. Who's in it? Robert Downey Jr. Never heard of him. Oh, well, okay, never mind. (laughs) I mean, the question is, does Robert Downey Jr. exist in the MCU? I mean, I have to assume yes. All of the actors that we know of always exist in their universe where there are movies. Okay. It's just a an assumption I have because you know then then things get weird like um I completely forgot the guy's name the actor who plays Obadiah Stane oh um Jeff Bridges yeah Jeff Bridges because they they make a a, a joke they about make, him they make a big Lebowski joke in yeah. <laughs> Ed Game yeah yeah exactly also well, in, I mean like, for Iron all Man. we know I mean for all we know it could be a different actor playing the big Lebowski it could be in that world yeah things could be very different. Did you ever watch? Is it Last Action Hero? Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Not as an adult, but yes, I've seen it. Okay, well, there's a scene where they go into his world, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, so he's he's a character in a movie, and the kid goes into the movie, and he knows who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, but they're in his world, and they go to like a blockbuster or something, and in there they have a stand-up for Terminator, but Sylvester Stallone is playing the Terminator in that world. <laughs> Oh, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So it could just be a different actor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would make sense. So in the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, the Big Lebowski was played by, I don't know, Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, Probably not. Uh, uh, it was played by Ar- Ar- Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Every role any of these actors were is now Sylvester Stallone, including <laughs> like Elizabeth Olsen and Scarlett Johansson's roles. Wait, no, shit. Sylvester Stallone's in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, that's right. All right, we got to use someone else. <laughs> Damn it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're all Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he hasn't been in anything yet or with the, with nope. the MCU. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Daisy. 
Well, that's who we're talking about. Daisy yep. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at the end, um, she knows that, Sho- or she remembers, hey, you know, Shockley's new to being an Inhuman. He just got his powers like earlier that day. So mm-hmm. she realizes like, oh, she can wear him out because one, he's using a lot of energy. And two, he has no idea how to really use his power. Although he he really picked up on, on using those powers quick, I got to say. Which kind of makes yeah. me assume that if he learned how to use them more, he probably would have been much more deadly than what we actually see. Him. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's convenient that uh, his powers are triggered by sound and vibrations. For our shieldies. Yeah, is it is it triggered by it? Or like, is that what he does? He makes the sound vibration stuff and then that... Well, it- I mean, the fact that, well, he makes it, but the fact that Quake can make him explode whenever she wants to (laughs) means that, yeah, it has to be triggered by the vibration. Okay, got it. And maybe if he knew how to use his powers better, like if he had another week or a month, maybe that Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been so easy for her. It's true. Yeah. Uh, My question is, why couldn't she... I mean, yes, her their plan kind of works. She just figures out a different way to use their plan. Mm-hmm. But also, why couldn't she just quake the explosion in another direction, much like the Hulk can clap explosions away, as he does <laughs> in his movie? <laughs> um, I mean, maybe she's not as strong as the Hulk. There is no one as strong as the Hulk, but her quakes to be as strong as the Hulk. Yeah, okay, I guess. Um... I'm out of ideas after that. I, I only had the one line. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um. Oh, and since we're talking about this, um, just a reminder because she is using her shock powers or her quake powers against Shockley, um, and she's in pain, right, because of her um, gauntlets oh, yeah. and stuff using her powers. Because again, it's only been like six or seven days since she rejoined Shield, and she. Like mm-hmm. she's only been wearing those gauntlets again for like a week. So she's still yeah. healing up from before. Yeah. I mean, I think this might be the reason why the MCU stopped straight up crossovers with Agents of Shield, or Agents of Shield stopped with MCU, is because it would be no way to figure out the timeline if they knew what was happening other places. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what do you... oh I see what you mean. Okay, got it. So because so we as the audience, or probably also the writers too, I'm sure, would have no idea how to tell when this episode takes place in relation to like a movie? Because yeah. we kind of have something well, like yeah. that. Okay. Well, say, so this whole season has taken place in the course of maybe 10 days, if yeah. our estimates are correct. That is sadly true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and using this rate, the whole season will be like two weeks. Right? Because we're like three quarters of the way through the season almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get Doctor Strange and um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So we would have the attack in New York and the big giant blob in the middle of Missouri happening, <laughs> <laughs> happening within two weeks of each other or happening six months apart or we don't know how it works. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Timeline. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay, I guess that does make it easier for 
the people working on and writing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because, you know, then they have more control over what they actually do for their show. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still sad to not see that. Yeah, we'll 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 see what happens. <laughs> they can bring them all in. Bring all the MCU characters in. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. Yep, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Alright, um, I'm done with Daisy unless you have any more. Nope, that's it. Um, and also, that's pretty much the last of my notes for the Shieldies and all the heroes, so I guess wherever you want to go next. I just have one more note. One thing about Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pointing out that uh, they're examining the explosion site of um, Nadir's office, and it reminds me a lot of the premiere when they're examining the extremist explosion site. Yeah, I, I had the the same same thought. So back in Iron Man three, like they, I mean, everyone was thinking like, "Hey, what's the catalyst? What was the actual explosive?" Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of driving. I don't want to say driving them crazy, but I will say that because I can't think of a better phrase. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They have no yeah, idea. And then we also see Fitzsimmons doing, examining extremist site in the pilot episode, just like this. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's it. That's all I have for Fitzsimmons. <laughs> all right. Um, do we have a word from our sponsor? Uh, yes, we do. So we'll take a, a quick break for that. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Uh, Tony, do you remember our previous sponsor, the Super Suit Locators? I do. Yeah. They locate super suits. Yeah, exactly. They're great. Um, so we last spoke about their product to help you locate your super suits. And now they have an even better product out. The super suit applicator. Let's say, theoretically, you don't actually have superpowers. We've all been there. Uh, I was just there last week. Um, it was incredibly embarrassing that before I could crush a, pe- uh, a, a piece of metal with my bare hands, I'd walk into another room, shoot up on special superpower serum, and then walk back in to show off. And that soda can did not know what hit it, mostly because it doesn't have eyes. But with the new super suit applicator, you don't have to step away to power up. Just press a button on the suit you're wearing, and it will gently inject a needle directly into your veins and apply your formula. Uh, just don't move. It, it could end badly. But other than that, no problems can happen. None whatsoever. None, none at all. Sorry, uh, I was just informed that we can't say there are no problems. There are many. To see a list, visit their website. <laughs> and use promo code MCU Rewind to get a sample serum for trying out the new applicator. Thank you, Super Suit Applicators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Any time, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! Yes. All right. Uh, the evilest of them. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a preference of where to go? With, or who to talk no. About? No, I mean, I have five villains written down, 
but most of them just have like one or two notes. So okay, uh, um, should should we get in the deer out of the way because that's what the show did? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good with that. That's actually kind of what I was thinking. Um, so yeah, why don't you start with your notes on that? Because I actually have a couple of things about her. Oh, I just um, uh, my only real note is that uh, she. I like how they thought, oh yeah, she has the same genes as her brother, who, spoiler, we never see again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, they try to do it, and she gets exploded, and I'm surprised they don't, or maybe they do. I remember, I have, do not have a memory of the show, apparently. (laughs) Um, Does she become, like, a martyr to the anti-inhuman people? I don't think so. I also yeah. don't remember, but I just in my head of thinking where this the rest of the season goes with the storyline, I don't think mm-hmm. it ever I don't think her death ever comes up again. Like yeah, I don't think there's an opportunity to bring it up again if trajectory is going the way I remember. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, one of those things. Um So speaking of her not being an inhuman um, this feels completely different from what we've been told before, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, in Afterlife, everyone who was there knew they were an, in- an Inhuman because they traced their lineage to other Inhuman people. So, yes. is it possible that when the people at Afterlife were giving people powers, that those people just didn't go into Terragenesis? And then they they it's, wasted the the stuff. I don't think so because isn't that the point of the diviner is to like sense in human DNA? So, I, okay, so I guess that's a good point. So, if if things were reversed a little bit and she went to afterlife, would she have? She would have touched the divining the diviner, and she would have basically just died. Right? Is what would have happened? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I guess. And from what we've seen with Daisy's mom, who I can't remember her name right now, Uh, she wouldn't have had a problem with it. Yeah, (laughs) Jaya. That's true. Well, she wouldn't have had a problem with it at that stage of her life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because I completely forgot about the divining rod. Diviner? Diviner? Um, Yeah, diviner. Okay. Yeah. Because the other possible solution is I mean, there are actual reasons why she could have not been an inhuman, right? Like half siblings or one was adopted and they were never Mm -hmm. told. I mean, there are possible reasons. Um, I doubt those would have happened because maybe that's like a a one-off line that we would have gotten a couple weeks before when she killed her brother. Um, Yeah, I mean, it could just be a recessive gene. Yeah, that's true. That is something Shockley actually says out loud. Yeah. That they're just not sure. So, okay. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention about Senator Nadir, um, Shockley walks in and, and he kind of says, uh, Hey, we need to talk. Uh, and then her, she's like, yeah, okay. But her whole staff sticks around like the, I think two people. And so, mm-hmm. um, Senator Nadir says, uh, to quote, I have no secrets with my staff. So does that mean that they know everything about her? For example, that she wor- is working with a known terrorist organization, the Watchdog, the Watchdogs, and also a Russian nat- nationalist known as the Superior. Apparently, so. I mean, she doesn't ma- mind the Watchdog guy coming in there. 
talking in front of the staff, so they must know. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. All right, I'm just mainly surprised that this is something that hasn't leaked publicly already. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's one of those things that kind of gets out there. But okay, yes, it's true. But I mean, yeah. more maybe not. Maybe like there are a bunch of people who are working with anti-human groups right now in the real world. We don't hear about it because they keep secrets. Also, as far as I know, inhumans aren't real. Sadly. <sighs> Again, as far as I know, they're better <laughs> at keeping secrets than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. When you're a small group, it's easier to keep the secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they're all dead, so no one knows. Oh. I mean, except for S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know who I really feel sorry for? The, Her brother, who's at the bottom of the sea, and no one will ever find him. Uh, and he's probably still alive. Yep. Hmm. He's in his second um, Terragenesis. Well, someday, um, that lake will be drained. Maybe it's a man-made lake. and I think... Wasn't that the ocean? Oh, I thought it was a lake. Damn. All right. Someday, that ocean will be drained. <laughs> yeah, someday. And then he'll... Make it out of there to a hellscape world, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, um all right. I that's all I had for Senator Nadir. I just I just had, you know, those those questions. I wanted to pick apart parts of the story. Yeah, that's fair. Um who do you want to move on to next? Uh, I've got a few notes for Shockley, or one note, but yeah. You want to talk about yeah, I got a few. Okay, cool. Sure. Uh, what have you got? Um, So he explodes. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up. Um, and my note was before, well, my note was, how long can he keep up the lie when he tells um the superior that he escaped? And I guess it doesn't matter, because Ayavanov leaves, and then he tells him like 10 minutes later. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... He probably knew that himself, right? Like, how long can I really keep up this lie? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to be... If it wasn't for the vacuum cleaner, could he die? Like, ever? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm sure he would probably die of, like, standard things, like age and disease. Maybe bullets, too, probably. Uh, if you don't shoot him in the head, he could just explode and reconstitute, and probably that bullet hole will be fixed. Oh, that's a good point. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, The reason I've been so down on my memory more than usual lately is because I don't remember him, Shockley, at all. And it's just like, <laughs> the whole thing with like him exploding and the reconstituting like Dr. Manhattan, I can't believe I forgot something like that in the show. Because <laughs> it's yeah. so different from anything we've seen. Yeah, exactly. It... it just kind of really comes out of left field from a storyline perspective too like mm-hmm. all right just not what you expected and also senator nadir is just kind of thrown away as a character um but i'm okay with that i'm okay with um big bads just kind of dying to make way for other big bads of a season yeah i do wish we got more of this i know shockley has been in a few episodes and he's connected to the big bad but I wouldn't mind more episodes where you get an inhuman or a powered person and then you deal with them in one episode and that's the end of it. Because I, I, mean, I like that with like Buffy. 
Like, they've got the Monster of the Week, and then they've got these, like, overarching episodes. I wish, as much as I love S.H.I.E.L.D., I wish they did more like that. Yeah, I I kind of wish that it was, um, I mean, if, if I were to throw my hopes and dreams out there, um, <laughs> it would be actually pretty similar to what we're seeing in this season, in season four of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., because, you know, here we're getting three distinct separate storylines, you know, eight, mm-hmm. eight episodes apiece. And I kind of like that because, you know, they're still building on the previous storylines, but we're getting, you know, multiple different evil villains, right? We we had uh, Eli Morrow was the big bad of that first set. And even before that uh, was Lucy Bauer, you know, the ghost and her ghost friends were around. Ghost Rider a little bit for like an episode was a considered mm-hmm. a villain, antagonist at least. Um, you know, and now in this portion of the season nadir the watchdogs shockley now the superior also uh i don't remember what actually happens for the last third i i know one specifically not sure about others yeah we won't get into that because we're not there yet yeah yeah but but i i I do like kind of like i feel like this is pretty close to probably what you were saying is that true or, or no yeah, th- this was... I'm trying to think of other episodes. We had a lot in season one, which I liked, like, before the whole Hydra reveal. Like, when we had Lorelai show up for one episode, and we had um, the exploding make exploding hands who turned into Deathlock in the premiere. He's just like, it's a one-and-done character. I mean, he yeah. didn't turn out to be one-and-done, but they <laughs> solved his problem in one episode. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you... You are looking for that monster of the week kind of, kind of character. Yeah, just occasionally, I just want more powers. Always more powers. <laughs> Unlimited power is, is is what you're thinking. Yes, right? uh, yeah. As I crackle, my face melts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Killing Nick Fury. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Last thing I ever shockly is apparently okay so he lands reconstitutes and then this guy pulls up right and he's naked standing there mm-hmm. and then the next time we see him he's in that guy's car wearing that guy's clothes the car is not exploded so he didn't explode to get rid of that guy he probably killed that guy with his bare hands naked in the middle of the desert yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking or maybe yeah. he took the hat first and then killed the guy okay so he wasn't naked so it's fine yeah. Yeah, it's not completely. I mean, he was a shield agent, right? Like he was um, field Shockley? trained. Yeah, I thought he was a shield agent. Or am I thinking of someone else? I think you're thinking of someone else. Oh, well, never mind. Who? So in the previous season, season three, um, who was it that Coulson talked to that I could have sworn was working for um, the Watchdogs or with the Watchdogs? And that was not Shockley. That was. You, um, he was in it two episodes ago in The Mandalorian. Um, I can't. I don't know his name, but it was not Shockley. It was like the tall, uh, Latinx guy. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take your word for that because I guess I don't remember them at all. Okay, and this is the guy who, um, Coulson talked to, and the guy was like a hologram, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So, well, then never mind. I don't remember Shockley's backstory at all because i had just been assuming he was that other guy for this entire time so whoops i hear some typing are you looking it up i am 
Okay. Well, then in that case, while you're looking that up, I will bring up my uh, one uh, note for Shockley. Um, he is the second thing that we know of that can destroy a containment unit. Um, the first yes. was Ghost Rider a couple weeks ago. So I guess so far both of them have been this season. Um, and then now his explosion destroys the uh, the containment unit, which we see we, we see it blow up and the explosion gets out of the containment unit. Although I guess I don't remember if the containment unit was closed when it blew up. That's possible. Like maybe the front door that he they used to get him in, maybe that was still uh, still around or something. Yeah, so, it, okay. yeah, it might have been that thing. Yeah, so the guy's Felix Blake, who um, you're thinking about, not Shockley. Okay, yeah. So the, back to the to to that. Okay, yeah. yeah that yeah. name sounds familiar now. Now that I see it. Okay. Yeah. Did he die? What happened to him? Um, according to the wiki, he's still alive. Um, okay. Oh, he had founded the Watchdogs. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it's funded by the Superior. Yeah. I mean, he just dis- goes into the ether. We never see where he goes. Hmm. Eh, okay, that's fair. It's a, it's a big world. He realizes he yeah. doesn't want to fight actual S.H.I.E.L.D. because they have more resources than him. So he just kind of moves yeah. on to other things. That, that makes sense. He seemed like a smart guy. Yep. All right. Um, anything else for Shockley? Uh, no, that's it. That's all I had for him. I just wanted to say how powerful his explosions were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have one note for Ada, and then I'm done with our villains. Okay. Is, um, the problem, the biggest problem with AI is they become intelligent, and then they start having emotions. Uh, the fact that she's jealous and sad that she's not unique and she was modeled after Agnes is a important development in her evilness. Yeah. This this is where things get weird, right? Like, why is, is she learning all, or how is she learning all this stuff? Maybe I guess it's because of that weird light brain that we saw her creating before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result, now she's able to feel emotions i'm i'm mostly just curious why she was given real emotions not like learn to emulate these emotions so i'm guessing maybe that's not something radcliffe threw into her and uh that's probably because of that light brain yeah i mean when you get so advanced like having a light brain um i wonder if emulating emotions and having emotions is there even a practical difference because either way, she's programmed to act on those emotions. Yeah, that's a good point. It's basically the same thing, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if she's really feeling it, or she's just thinking, this is how a human would act if they had these emotions. <laughs> or if this thing happened to them. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. We'll get more Ada, much more Ada later. <laughs> yeah yeah that's true so she was a pretty small part of this episode yeah oh and she uh she takes the necklace off of agnes which oh yeah not really important i think i'm gonna bring it up next week so i just wanted to mention it now that's it mm-hmm. okay yeah. um, um moving on to the guy in the chair yeah sounds good to me guy in the chair 
I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. What have you got? I think you had mentioned Agnes. Uh, I don't know if you want yeah, to Yeah, she's else. the only one I have in the guy in the chair section. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, what have you got for her? Because I, I honestly didn't write down any notes for her. Um, the, the big thing, I have a few like just random what she did, but the big thing is that she ends up going with Radcliffe and then dying with her consciousness in the framework, according to Radcliffe, forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've... It reminds me of the Doctor Who episode, um, The Forest of the Dead, when we first meet River Song, and then the Doctor does exactly the same thing to River's consciousness, puts her in this library computer forever. Mm-hmm. And it always felt to me like, well, that's just a fate worse than death. <laughs> in a sense, yeah, right? Because I, I guess it, it depends. Um, if they're alone, then it's basically a prison. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's forever, but does that mean she can't die in the framework? I that that's a really good question. I'm guessing not. Maybe those are some limitations that are currently in the framework. Um, or maybe there's like a reset if if she actually does die in some way, like she falls off a cliff. Um, maybe there's like a reset she'll just wake up in her bed um maybe mm-hmm. having forgotten that i don't that part i i don't know um yeah that's, yeah that's a good point i mean it's also possible that at some point the framework runs out of electricity it's unplugged well, um although I mean, yeah, yeah. I, i'm just <laughs> basing it on of um radcliffe's intentions of her staying there forever radcliffe isn't intending for the framework to ever go down yeah exactly so yeah yeah it yeah. It can be horrible. Um, mm-hmm. And this actually kind of goes a little bit next week. One of the things we're going to talk about the framework is um, a little bit of the, um, you know, impacts of a technology like this. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that her character is uh, the term fridged is basically a woman, a female character killed to give a man motivation. But mm-hmm. here she's killed to give a female robot motivation. So I don't know if it's the exact same. We should be using the same term. But that's the whole reason she's in this episode, is to give Ada motivation of turning more evil. Yeah, I, think. I wouldn't think the, the same term would apply. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's all I have for Agnes. She's a pretty inconsequential she's she's a consequential character but she's not a very fully fledged character yeah that's true um yeah it's it's mainly just for for ada and also actually i guess a little bit for colson too right because colson uh because of her and her conversation with radcliffe at the end colson realizes that may is still alive so yeah actually i guess we we can use the term fridge for her Oh, yeah, because it gives... Well, I think May is being fridged right now. Oh, yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah, she's getting motivation. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> May is barely in this episode. Either Robo May or Real May. Like, you see her unconscious at the end scene. Oh, yeah, that's true. So. 
Maybe me and I went and just went on vacation. Because that's a whole, what, week or however long it takes to film an episode. Where she just lays there for 30 seconds and then she's off. <laughs> I wonder if they get paid the same amount when that happens. I assume so. I always assume that it's like you're paid for the season. But... Yeah, I think when you're a series regular, why that's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. Alrighty. Um, I guess that means we're done with the guy in the chair section. Moving on to twelve mm-hmm. percent of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent the credit. Twelve percent. An argument can be made for fifteen. Twelve percent. Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm twelve minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. Twelve percent. Twelve percent. <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, do you have anything, I, Tony? I just want to point out that Mac and Coulson are watching Agnes and waiting for Radcliffe undercover while sitting in a shield logoed van. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, you can see it prominently featured when they jump out of the van when Radcliffe makes his appearance. So when Radcliffe showed up and he just knew that Agnes was working with S.H.I.E.L.D. or or something in that sense, he only knew because he saw the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo van. Most likely. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Maybe there was like a drone that went over or something. Okay. He would have come out of the car, gone for a stroll, everything. But no, he saw the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo van. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, she knows he knows know. that Agnes is very susceptible to um to uh ideas being planted in her head suggestion that's the word I was looking for so he <laughs> knew he could just change her in 30 seconds before they ran over there oh okay all right well that makes sense <laughs> yeah. uh, all right yeah logos uh, get you have anything else from the last 12? Uh, no, I've, I've got nothing. Um, pretty much anything that would have gone in there, I threw in with the other characters. So, I guess right. we can uh, move on to uh, rating the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? All right, Tony. um, How many super suits would you rate this episode? Um, I would rate this episode 4.25 super suits. Because I really like the monster that we feel we get with Shockley. And I really enjoyed... um, all the mace stuff, really, that he's struggling. Yeah, I I'm pretty much in the the same realm. Uh, I'll get, I was gonna give it a four, but you know what? Just to match you, I'm gonna go with four point two five. Um, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't want you to outdo me. That's that's why. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, pretty much the same reasons, right? Like this was this was a good episode. It was. Um, I wouldn't. I don't want to say like palate cleanser, but in a sense, it was it was different from what we've been getting kind of the previous weeks. Like we still know about the big bads that exist, but this, you know, had to take a, a slight de- uh, detour in terms of the storyline in order for the main characters to like 
actually get more clues and, and figure out where May is and all that other stuff and be able to find the superior, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. um, and it was good. You know, it was, uh, it was agents of shield at their having fun types of, of moments. Um, I mean, you know, the character's not having fun for this <laughs> type of scenario, but, but you know what I mean, right? It's not, uh, yeah. um, always worrying about the big bad. So yeah, fun times. Yeah. All right, I think it's time for us to wrap us up, wrap it up. So join us next time as we cover Agents of the Shield Season 4, Episode 14, The Man Behind the Shield. Do we get a Captain America cameo? Spoilers, no we don't. And remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that rating. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Agents of the Shield Season 4, Episode 13. Boom! Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Gotta get that boom, boom, boom. 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 That boom, boom, boom. That boom, boom, boom. Yo, I got that hit to beat the block. You can get that bass on below. I got that rock and roll. That future 